Hello, thanks for tuning in again. You are listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This is episode 394, recorded on Friday the 9th of July 2021 at 2300 hours. Again, I'm pretty much exhausted this week. I shopped in preparation for what our illustrious leader is non-ironically calling Freedom Day. I did say I would try not to dwell on miserable things, though. The other reason that I'm tired is I also started to do a recheck of the novel I wrote that I've talked about quite a bit on this show, and that is... A modern action adventure called The Horus Box. I'm going to talk about this reproofing process and what I have planned for my book in the next weekly geekly rambly thingy. <laughs> that is the state of the rewatch at the moment. Earlier today, I watched Star Trek First Contact on Channel 4. Channel 4, by the way, to my fellow Trekkies, I know there's a lot of crossover between Whovians and Trekkies. You will find a whole slew of Star Trek movies. Not the new new ones, but the first ones and then the next generation ones. So original beginning with Star Trek The Motion Picture, and I recall that the latest film that they've got there is Star Trek Insurrection. I'm sorry the way I said that, so childish. Oh, okay, we're on to a good start. Tonight we are revisiting, recapping, talking about my rewatch of the Doctor Who story Underworld from 1978. Let's start off with some notes. In Underworld... Tom Baker played the fourth Doctor. He is joined by his companions, Leela, played by Louise Jameson, and K-9, played by John Leeson. The director was Norman Stewart. I did a little research on him, because I can't remember talking about him before. He was apparently a very long-serving production assistant on Doctor Who, I'm not sure if he was the longest, but he was one of the longest. He directed this story, Underworld, and The Power of Kroll. The writers were Bob Baker and Dave Martin. They were a writing team that we have mentioned before. They worked on several Doctor Who stories, starting with The Claws of Axos, which... We, I keep saying we, I talked about in pod 246. The producer was Graham Williams. Locations. This was a studio filmed story at BBC Television Centre Studios TC3 at Shepherd's Bush. Filmed in October 1977. There was also some model filming, because there are model spacecraft and planets blowing up, 
miniature pyrotechnics. That happened at Bray Studios in Slough. This is a place I have mentioned before because I remember talking about how I used to work in Slough. And I do also remember walking past the Mars factory, which I believe is in Slough and does smell interesting. Not exactly appetizing. Or at least I think that's a memory of mine. That was a long time ago. Let's see. That was in the 90s. No wonder I can't remember. It's a bloody long time ago. I'd need a TARDIS or a Vimana to go back and visit that time. Let me stop waffling and tell you about the broadcast. This was story 96 or serial 5 of season 15. It consisted of four 22-minute episodes. By the way, that is something I noticed this time. Usually the episodes are a bit longer, around about 25 minutes, but I've got to say, many of the episodes are considerably shorter, and then when you take into account the recap at the beginning of each episode to tell you what happened in the last episode, then the actual new content that you watch is much shorter but yeah here i did actually note in the notes about this broadcast that they were officially 22 minute episodes underworld was broadcast from the 7th of january to the 28th of january 1978 it follows the sun makers that we talked about in pod 392. Oh, here we are again. My old enemy. The on this day item. I can't really find anything specific to this date that was significant in the UK. But this was the same month that the Sex Pistols broke up. And yeah, okay, that's not the most amazing piece of information to get you into the spirit of the age but there you are that's what i have today let's now move on to what happens we begin the story underworld from 1978 with the doctor leela and k9 arriving in the tardis at the edge of the cosmos Everything seems black and empty to Leela, but the Doctor is quite excited because it's the furthest from the oldest part of the universe, and according to him, it's exciting because a new part of the universe is forming. They also find a spiral nebula, and with the help of K9, a trace of an ion drive. They follow the ion drive and arrive on a ship. The Doctor recognises it as a ship of the long-destroyed Minyan civilization. The Doctor does a little exposition here and talks about how when the Time Lords were new to space-time exploration, they came across a primitive civilization called the Minyans, who thought of them as gods. 
Time Lords being the egocentric maniacs we know them to be, the Doctor doesn't actually say that in the story. Sorry, I just put that bit in myself. They are flattered and decide to help the Minions by improving their technology until they use it to destroy themselves. The Doctor says, and I'm paraphrasing here, I don't have that quote right in front of me, but he says that the Minions split the atom, invented the toothbrush, and then split their planet. So it all ended with the Minions driving off the Time Lords and blowing themselves up. On the ship, they meet the very ancient crew who have been alive for a 100,000 years and have been kept alive by that Time Lord technology I mentioned before with a regeneration machine. The crew are on a quest to find a missing colony seeding ship after, as I mentioned before, their civilization was destroyed and they still harbour a deep hatred for the Time Lords. However, they do need the Doctor's help and with his help, they follow the colony ship into the spiral nebula and end up buried in rocks and crash into a small planet formed in the same way by the ship they were following. The survivors of that colony ship are called Trogs. They are treated as slave labour to mine the planetoid for resources for the human guards and their robotic seer overlords all ruled over by the Oracle, which was the colony ship's computer. The Doctor and Leela meet a young Trog and rescue his father, who was about to be sacrificed to the Oracle to keep the Trogs in check through fear. They also rescue the other slaves. After a false truce is arranged by the Oracle, the ancient crew of questing Minions are given fission bombs disguised as the race bank canisters that they are after. With only moments left to spare, the Doctor retrieves the genuine race bank canisters, which he substitutes for the bombs, and leads the remaining trogs to the Ancients' ship and safety. As they escape, they witness the destruction of the planetoid. The Doctor wishes them well in forming their new colony, before leaving with Leela and K-9 in the TARDIS. Ah, that was quite a thing... Just give me a moment. Ah, a bit thirsty. And creaky. Well, not me, the chair. I tell you, this Ikea chair, it's not too bad for comfort, but it is absolutely pants for not making noises. 
It's not exactly a great studio chair. Let's move on to what I thought. When I talked about the Sunmakers, I asked for proper hard science fiction, and this time I mainly got it. In Underworld, the Doctor explains gravitational attraction between dense and less dense objects in space, though the way it was executed would have taken years, not seconds, in my inexpert opinion. By that gravitational attraction, I'm talking about the bit where the pursuing ship also gets covered in small asteroids, the same as the colony seeding ship, which has actually formed a small planetoid. There was also talk of a 2,000 megaton nuclear bomb. 2,000 megatons, that is a 2 billion megaton bomb, which blew up the planetoid in a very Star Wars Death Star Alderaan-like way. Which I thought, again as a non-physicist, seemed convincing. We also get a nice bit of exposition, which I didn't really find offensive. I enjoyed learning a little more of the mythos of the Time Lords. This time we hear about how they meddled and they learned the hard way of what could happen when a technologically superior civilization interferes with a technologically primitive one. We also learn that that led to the Time Lord's policy of non-intervention. On a more trivial matter, Leela's horrible yellow outfit has returned. Oh man, why do they keep doing that? That's a really horrible outfit. Don't bring that back. Bury it. Burn it. Finally, K-9 does a lot of the heavy lifting. He tracks. He navigates. He blows things up. He's making things altogether far too easy for the Doctor, in the same way that the sonic screwdriver is overused in New Who. Those are my brief thoughts of what I thought of this particular story. Let's move on to trivia. And as for trivia, I have nothing. I had so little of nothing. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, does it? That I actually had to use Google to do a text string search for Doctor Who Underworld Trivia. Yes, that's how far I've sunk. IMDB did come to my rescue, kind of, with some unverified trivia. The first states that, according to the production notes, the recently released Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, 1977, influenced certain aspects of the production, especially when it was learned that the film would be released in the UK ten days before Underworld, was scheduled to air. Certain aspects of the production, like what exactly? Well, I didn't do any further research, I'm afraid. Hello, this is Roy, a day later, breaking into my own podcast. 
I can't believe what I just said there. I had just mentioned that there was a bit of this adventure that was a lot like the Death Star blowing Alderaan up, and then I say here that I don't know in what way it resembles Star Wars. Memory of a goldfish. The next thing I got from IMDB is this. The episode was broadcast only a few days after Blake 7, 1978, debuted. Composer Dudley Simpson worked on both shows and, according to the DVD production notes, snuck a reference to the theme music into the score for the episode. I myself did not notice that, although I must admit lately, the incidental music, the scores in Doctor Who are getting very, very Blake 7, although I've been saying that for years, so yeah. If he did sneak some in, I would probably not have noticed anyway, because it all sounds a bit Blakey 7 to me. And that is it. That is it for my revisit of Doctor Who Underworld from 1978. It sounds like there's an automobile rally going on behind me. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's now 23.25.49. Where's all this noise coming from? It honestly sounds like Monte Carlo is happening behind me. What now? Well, like I said, I've been shopping for supplies in preparation for what... I hope will not be the beginning of uh, resurgence, but look at the stats. Coronavirus is going up. Yeah, I know, I know enough of that. I've also taken delivery of a few books from Amazon that have arrived a little battered, which is really annoying. I usually prefer buying second-hand books because they're cheaper, you're helping with recycling, it's lowering the carbon footprint. And when you buy second-hand books, you don't have to worry too much that they might be a little worse for wear. Because they are also cheaper. But no, I had to pay full price for these books, and they arrived as if someone had been to KFC and rubbed them up and down with their greasy hands, and some of the dust covers are torn as well. Really bang-up job, Amazon. Now I have to try and contact Amazon somehow. How annoying. What has any of this got to do with a podcast about geek stuff? Oh, actually, the three books are from the Oxford University Press to help me edit my written work. I've got New Hearts Rules, the new Oxford Spelling Dictionary, and the new Oxford Dictionary for writers and editors. However, I will talk about reproofing, as I said at the top of the show, in the next Geekly Ramble, and that should be taped on Monday. But, as you can hear at the moment, this pod that you're listening to right now should have been taped on Wednesday, and it's Friday, and I barely taped it in time for this week. As it is, you'll be getting it on Saturday instead of Friday. And for that, I apologise. 
but at least it did happen. I've also got to mention, what the hell happened to my social media interaction? It was really good a couple of weeks ago, and then what happened? Did people just tire of listening to the pod? I don't know, but I'm feeling a bit grumpy about that. With that grump, (laughs) I think it's time to end the show. This show is made by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Although I would prefer reviews on Apple Podcasts. Because for some reason I'm not very findable on there. Thanks a lot, Apple. You can also recommend this pod to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. That is it. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This was episode... 394, recorded on Friday the 9th of July 2021, and the time at the end of this show is 23.31.21. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye-bye for now. Bye.